Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series three, episode one of this uh, daily study podcast. Yes, today we begin our study of the new Come Follow Me materials for 2021, focusing on the Doctrine and Covenants. And as I've said before, I am very excited to get started with this. And if you have only just joined us, if if you're a new listener to this podcast, I'll very quickly explain to you uh, what it's all about. Uh, The Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me is basically a daily study podcast uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Not affiliated with the church or anything like that. I am just a regular old member in the church living in the UK who decided that I want who that well I wanted to enhance my study, make it sure I was more make sure I was more diligent, but also find an, an, an easier way of recording and keeping what I've studied um rather than writing it down. I did, I did begin a blog a few years ago, but I was finding that that took a bit more effort to actually sit down and type and it took more time than I had. And so I was, I became aware of podcasts and I decided to record my studies uh, into a podcast form so I could go back and listen to it. And as a result, uh, many others have uh, begun to listen and enjoy uh, what we've been, what I've been studying. And it's be, it's become a, a study podcast together where I have a Facebook group and an email and we, we share our thoughts and we just, and we study together. So welcome and thank you for joining us. And if your new year's resolution is to, uh, begin afresh with come follow me or try try again with come follow me then i i applaud you and i encourage you to do so i was very much um more a lot more consistent with the book of mormon come follow me than i have ever been with my studies and i found it to be a huge influence in my life and so i fully encourage you to do the same and i can promise you that there'll be great blessings for doing so uh, and if you're listening to this kind of in the middle of January or the start of February and you've laxed in your studies, don't worry. Um, we all slip up. We all make me make these mistakes. And I just encourage you from this point forward to try again. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful um, opportunity for us to study this. Now, the Doctrine and Covenants is different to the Book of Mormon. Uh, it is not a narrative. It is not a chronological um, collection of stories and experiences like the Bible. Uh, it is a a compilation of uh, revelations given to mainly the prophet Joseph Smith. And in fact, this first week that we're studying Doctrine and Covenants section one is not the the first um, event chronologically that we're going to study. That comes next week in the Joseph Smith history. Uh, It's not even the first revelation given in the Doctrine and Covenants uh, chronologically at all. Uh, It was actually given in 1831. Um, and so the reason why we're doing this one first, though, is because this is the preface of the Doctrine and Covenants. It is the first, um, you know, if if someone was to read about what the Doctrine and Covenants is or want to know what it was all about, this is what you read. This is the preface, and it's given by the Lord himself. Um, I don't think we're going to get into any of the sections in the Come Follow Me manual today because I want to focus on the historical context and background. And you'll probably find that as we go through the Doctrine and Covenants, I do this quite often, actually, that on the Tuesday, we might well just have to focus on the historical context of this. And uh, there are some wonderful, absolutely brilliant resources uh, to be able to do this. If you have the app app version of the Come Follow Me manual, um you will find in this week anyway, uh, and I'll find out as I get into further weeks if this is the case with every week, that there is a button or a, a, a link to click 
after the individual study section of the Come Follow Me manual, which takes you to a whole bunch of historical um, resources to do with this particular section. Um, it tells you uh, what texts uh, were are linked to it uh, in Joseph Smith Revelations. Uh, it tells you about who was involved in this revelation, who it was to, and you can click on those people and see what it, what it says about them. It has actual minutes taken uh, where this um, section was, was recorded about. Um, for example, we know that it was on the 1st to the 2nd of October, uh, 1831, where 10 elders had a co held a conference in an upstairs bedroom of in Hiram, Ohio, home to John and Alice, or Elsa Jacobs Johnson. Um, and then there's also the Revelations in Context um, narrative, uh, where it talks about it, and... Um, an extract from Saints, the story of the Church of Jesus Christ in the latter days, in the latter days, uh, where, and I, and I don't know if you've heard of the Saints book, but this will be a very good companion piece uh, to the, um, to, to the uh, Doctrine and Covenants. So I'm going to read actually from Saints right now. I mean, you could read this from a number, number of places, but there's, I particularly like the, um, the minutes taken because you can actually see them written down in, in handwritten form. But uh, I'm going to read this. Um, it says, quote, A few days later, on November 1st, 1831, Joseph called a council of church leaders together. Ezra Booth had recently published a letter in a local newspaper accusing Joseph of making false prophecies and hiding his revelations from the public. The letter was widely read, and many people began to grow wary of the saints and their message. Many saints also wanted to read the Lord's word themselves. Since there were only handwritten copies of the revelations Joseph had received, they were not well known among most church members. Elders who wanted to use them in missionary work had to copy them by hand. Close quote. So this is a really important background. The Doctrine and Covenants was, was created for a purpose, uh, as most scriptures are. In fact, all scriptures are created for a purpose. This is to the world in the latter days, and it is to the world because, one, Joseph was being accused of being secretive about his revelations, which he probably wasn't. Uh, he just simply didn't have the, the foreknowledge or perhaps even the skills to be able to record all these revelations down and put them together in a book, or he didn't, he didn't even think of it, perhaps. Um, and also, secondly, it was so that the missionaries going around the world would, would have uniform sets of scriptures to take with them with revelations from the prophet Joseph Smith. I mean, they obviously had the Book of Mormon, which they all had as a uniform copy of scripture. They all had the Bible, but they also wanted to testify of the the, um, the message of a living prophet. So, of course, people would naturally ask, well, what's this living prophet saying? And so therefore they had to take these revelations, but because they weren't being printed in a book, they had to handwrite them. And of course, a handwritten copy is not as accurate as a as a published book uh, in terms of mistakes being made and also you know if you have three or four missionaries down the line who wants to copy a, re a, a revelation that an original missionary had copied then there'll be more copies made in copying it down and copying it down over and over again so uh, they wanted to publish it in a book um, the council decided to talk about this and um, it was suggested that these revelations be published uh, in one volume um, so they decided to publish 10,000 copies of this revelate of these revelations as the book of commandments. And I'm going to pick up the narrative from here. Quote, 
they assigned Signe Rigdon, Oliver Cowdery and William McClellan to write a preface to the book of Revelations and presented to them later that day. The three men began writing immediately, but when they returned with a preface, the council was unhappy with it. They read it over, picking it apart line by line, and asked Joseph to seek the Lord's will on it. Joseph prayed, and the Lord revealed a new preface for the book. Sidney recorded his words as Joseph spoke them. In the new preface, the Lord commanded all people to hearken to his voice. He declared that he had given Joseph these commandments to help his children increase their faith, trust in him, and receive and proclaim the fullness of his gospel, an everlasting covenant. He also addressed the fears of those, like David, who worried about the content of the revelations. After Joseph spoke the words of the preface, several members of the council said they were willing to testify of the truth of the revelations. Others in the room were still reluctant to publish the revelations in their current form. They knew Joseph was a prophet and they knew the revelations were true, but they were embarrassed that the word of the Lord had come to them filtered through Joseph's, Joseph's limited vocabulary and weak grammar. The Lord did not share their concern. In his preface, he had testified that the revelations came from him, given to his servants in their weakness after the manner of their language. To help the, man, the men know the revelations came from him, he issued a new revelation, challenging the council to select the wisest man in the room to write a revelation like the ones Joseph had received. If the, men, the man selected for the task was unable to do it, everyone in the room would know and be responsible to testify that the Lord's revelations to Joseph were true, despite their imperfections. Close quote. Now, I mean, I could go on. This is a really fascinating background, to be honest, but... Uh, we find out basically that the Lord, uh, that, that Joseph then, after the council had decided that the preface written by three very learned men, Oliver Cowdery himself being a school teacher, Sidney Rigdon and William McClellan, William McClellan who uh, took on the challenge to write a revelation uh, with a, his mastery of language. Um, but they realised that, you know, it was not uh, from the hand of the Lord. Um, so these are three very learned and wise men. They went away. That's why they were chosen by the council to go away and write this preface. They did so and they brought it back and the council just picked it apart. And so Joseph Smith, who again, let's not forget, this is 1831. So he hasn't had a, a decade of being a prophet behind him. He hasn't got, um, you know, the, the learning that these three men do. Yes, he did translate the Book of Mormon by the, by the gift and power of God. And we'll talk about um, just how, well, we've talked about how miraculous that was um, when we've studied the Book of Mormon. Um, but aside from that, we, we don't really have much of a um, suggestion that he has studied much more than when he was before being a prophet at this point. And yet he was able to pray in the midst of all these learned men, recite what we now have as the Doctrine and Covenants 1, um, which is clearly inspired of the Lord. Uh, and right there and then be able to to speak uh, this preface. Um, so, you know, this to me... There's two things that we learn here from this section, from this background, first of all, for me. Uh, and the first thing, really, is that just because um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints may seem to seem to have kept things secretive, it's not because it is a secretive organisation. It's simply that it's a worldwide organisation trying to deal with the problems of millions and millions of people. Um, so, I mean, that's actually a big lesson for me, because obviously one of the major issues that people have uh, when if they decide to leave the churches is they find out something to do with the church's history generally and they say oh i've been lied to you know the the, the church is lying to me um it's keeping things hidden whereas actually it's very similar to the prophet joseph smith in the first year of the church or the first 18 months it isn't because it's being secretive on uh, on purpose it's simply because they're dealing with many other things there's lots of things to sort out 
And so publishing every single thing that happens is, is a quite tricky thing to do. And so the church is trying to be more open with these things, with the saints volume and the um, the church history essays and all these things like that. Um, gospel topic essays, I should say. Um, so those are that's an important lesson for me. And also the other lesson is, of course, that this was um, inspired of the Lord. I love the, I love the story of the three learned men going away, writing it, writing a preface, that one being picked apart. And then Joseph, a humble, unlearned man, praying to the Lord, receiving the revelation and that being accepted straight away as revelation. Um, you could argue it's because they saw this man as a prophet. But when you read, when we when we study this now over the next five days, you'll see that, again, it is another witness that he is and he was a prophet of the Lord. Um and I suppose that's one of the reasons why we have this Doctrine and Covenants. And one thing we might want to consider as we study it, does it teach us about Joseph Smith being a prophet um, and Jesus being the Christ, of course. Thank you for listening today. I went a bit over, but um, obviously I had to introduce the podcast at the beginning. So I hope you'll uh, appreciate that. Um, please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. And you can also email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again, 